All right. Welcome to another exciting episode of Men After Truth. I'm Tayson Jensen here with my buddy Devin Kinzer. What's uh what's it like being Devin today? Oh it's been good, man. Um talking a little bit before we started recording. Um but yeah, I just had have had a lot of opportunities um kind of surface today and so it's just exciting to exciting to see where where those might go so yeah been a good day day of opportunity all right so this week we are going to be chatting a little bit about some of our favorite quotes uh things from books that we're learning that are helping form us a little bit Mm -hmm. and i'm excited for it so i'm gonna start us off this is one that i that came to me i won't say that i made it up but it came to me a life, <laughs> a life full scent is a life well spent. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's some that's some sage wisdom. That's some that's some millennial wisdom right there. <laughs> I, uh, I think I told Dev this story. I won't go into the details, but pretty much asked a girl for her number. That's always exciting for me. <laughs> and I was like, dang, that was awesome. I love living life on the edge. Not that I've been comfortable <laughs> recently, but being a little bit more uh, risky, per se. Uh, I love that. A life full scent is a life well spent. What do you have to say about that? I like that. I like that. That's very, uh, I mean, yeah, man, like, gosh, like no one gets to the end of their life and they're like, well, at least I lived a safe life. <laughs> you know, like they're probably like, gosh, I wish I would have taken more risks, you know, or like I, I, I mean, we we talk a lot about like no regrets and memento mori, and um, which I've been keeping that coin in my pocket, by the way, like every every day. It's a good reminder. Um, but but yeah, I've, and I think no regrets definitely comes with that. Just just full send, you know try it out <laughs> i love yeah i love what you said no one no one dies being like dang i'm so glad i didn't take chances <laughs> and did yeah. nothing with my life oh that's yeah. that's my biggest fear yikes so that's uh that's been some motivation for me this week it's been uh i smile every time i see it because it is absolutely millennial <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but good nonetheless serious note if you're not taking chances you are probably living kind of a sad and boring life calculated yeah. chances but i uh, gotta have a little bit of chaos in there so yeah definitely definitely sure sure me something good what have you been learning this week well you know it, it's it's been interesting i just finished uh, over the weekend um we spent some time up in the in the mountains is in a cabin so it was nice and uh nice and warm it was really cool to be out there it's kind of kind of crazy man outside it was cold enough um i mean do you snowboard or ski at all i ski but i'm not a skier okay all right um but But like i mean gosh you you know what cold is like but i was outside again the cold for a little bit and i was like man like like ah, this booger just like came on really fast and i like wiped it away and i was like oh okay and then as I was like, like going, I'm like, man, like I've got all kinds of boogers. <laughs> and then I like, 
Finally, I go and I get back in the car, and my nostrils are just like full of ice. It was it was nuts, man. It was like so cold. My breath was freezing, like in my nostrils. And you know, that's it's probably there's probably a lot of other places that are way colder than that. Um, but it was fun. It was fun for me because the rest of me was fine. Like it was a little chilly, maybe, but yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I oh, I was talking about what I'm learning, and well. So I finished Gilgamesh over the weekend, and then um, talked with with someone I, I uh, who knows a lot more about like um, ancient tra- traditions and stories and than I do. And I, I feel like I'm pretty well versed, man. Like I I've, I've been studying the Bible since I was you know pretty young, since I was a teenager. Um, I love learning about religions, and for me, I just wanted to read it because it's an old story, and then. Um, one guy who I, I really like his content, he, content, he often refers to the Epic of Gilgamesh, but, um, this person I talked to, they, after I told them I was reading Gilgamesh, they, they like sat me down and, and basically warned me. It was very curious, um, and told me that the, so the Epic of Gilgamesh is a Sumerian, I think. I can't I can't really pronounce it right, but it, it has um, connections with Babylon, and it's a it's a an old story mythology um, plays into into Babylon, which is interesting because when you read in Isaiah in the Bible, right, he says, "Go ye out from Babylon," like the Isaiah consistently asks Israel to leave Babylon. Um, and so, like, it was it was interesting for me because I was just reading something old, and then um, I told the told this person, and they were like, "Hey, like, like that's cool, but be really careful with Gilgamesh," because um, I didn't when I was reading it, it didn't seem like like it was bad, you know, it didn't, it just felt different. And so, I think one of the biggest things that I learned this week is um, one, just because it's old doesn't mean it's true. Um, and two, like anything that you read, you definitely have to filter that through your own moral compass, right? Like, because it's just like, it could be wrong, could be bad, sorry, could be right, could be wrong. Um, but everything is just an opportunity to learn and come to your own conclusion about truth. And you shouldn't take, um, something at just at face value as true or false or right or wrong. Does that make sense? Yes. What do you do to determine if it's true or not for yourself? Do you like take time to think about it? Do you pause when you're reading the book or how does that happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I read through stuff pretty slow. And so I, I definitely do a lot of pondering on what I think. Um, and then the, the few things I do know to be true, I try to filter the information, filter my inputs through what I've already decided is, is true. If that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Run it through what you deem is true in your life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I have another quote that deals with this. So I'm going to send it your way. Uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, 12 rules for life said it was for this reason that Nietzsche, Friedrich Nietzsche, is like a, I think he's German philosopher. 
It's for this reason that Nietzsche said that a man's worth was determined by how much truth he could tolerate. Ouch. Hmm. You are by no means only what you already know. You are also all that which you could know if you only would. Thus, you should never sacrifice what you could be for what you are. You should never give up the better that resides within for the security you already have. And certainly not when you have already caught a glimpse, an undeniable glimpse of something beyond. Wow. Hmm. I like that. An undeniable glimpse of something beyond. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. I am starting to recognize there's some things that maybe are my natural talents mm-hmm. that I will lose if they go unused. So I'm seeing that to answer your question, it's just, I'm starting to see the responsibility that I have in this life and the opportunity that I have to impact others. Yeah. Uh, there's a quote, don't know who said it, but it's man's greatest fear is uh, not that he is nothing, but that he is powerful beyond belief. Hmm. And I never really understood that until this, because it's recognizing what you could be, but it's terrifying recognizing that in a way, because if you don't, then you will live with knowing what you could have been if you only would have. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a great motivator to dig into the cost of what you didn't do, right? Um, So we can think, well, I have this talent, I have this skill, I have this dream. what's going to motivate you to get there many things right and, and to a degree motivation's a little overrated uh, but it puts it into perspective to think the the cost of not doing this you know who's who who will continue to suffer is it just me if i don't do this or are there other people involved you know is there a financial cost for not acting on this not developing this skill right so I mean, you were talking about something else, but it just that just reminded me, like, like yeah, man, you get you got to develop those things because there's a lot of people, um, but especially you, who is going to benefit from from that development. Mm, that's good. I was just going to say, like, it kind of reminded me we're talking about books and things. Um, the Traveler's Gift. I can't remember who wrote that book. Super great. I think it's like, uh, I don't know. His name is like. It's not John Johnson. It might be John Johnson, but something. One of those guys who's like their first name, last name are kind of the same. Anyway, I'll have to find it. But the Traveler's Gift is great. But in like the end, the guy like travels to the world of things that almost were. So basically, he gets to see all of the things that people were just about to get to get if um, they would have kept praying for it, kept working for it, right? It's almost like that three feet for gold thing. But just dink about the world of things that almost were and how many of your dreams are just a picture on the wall there you know so that's crazy that's uh yeah it's dark yeah it, it, it is it is a little bit dark the the book goes it makes it less uh ominous and um, negative than that right because it's really like um just like you, you, you can you can really do or become or, or receive so much 
so much more than you even think. And I need to remember this too. Just keep keep at it. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't correct myself because I wanted to hear what you had to say, but I said stark, not dark. So that's oh. a great thought. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Speaking of stark. <laughs> what, a, what a smooth unintentional transition <laughs> so we were talking earlier uh i pride myself on being fairly productive but i've watched probably an hour and a half of youtube on iron man today. <laughs> i just realized like how impactful he has been in my life and it sounds so weird to say but like as a kid like that was a movie i watched with my dad loved it and then seeing his transformation I'm not a huge like MCU fan. Enjoy the movies, but I was talking with Devin about it, and I love Iron Man, Tony Stark, because he's always growing, he's always changing, he's always seeking to become better. Um, that's something that I I try and emulate, and yes, I try and emulate something a fictional character does. But also, I love that they don't change him. I like that he's still kind of. Uh, has those character flaws, kind of proud, kind of cocky. Uh, not that those are good, but that it shows that he's still human. I think that's important to recognize is, you know, in this life, we're not going to be perfect, but we can certainly strive to become better. So anyways, that was the reason why I love Tony Stark. Devin, who is a Marvel character that you absolutely adore and look up to and why? Honestly, man, I mean, I, I know it's cliche, but can I, can I take a guess? Who? Definitely Cap- Captain America. You know, I, I, I do like Captain America, but, um, and he, he's close. It's, it's kind of hard, but I love Thor. I really love Thor. Um, he's very unapologetic about himself. He, his, co- his, his confidence is, is what gets him in trouble. He's just very sure of himself. Um, and he goes through some interesting character development where um, he realizes, like, I, I love Ragnarok. That's, like, such a great film. It's super funny. And that, anyway, I, I, I actually really like movies. Like, before high school, I would have told you, oh, I hate movies. But now I'm like, film is such a cool way to tell a story. Um, but I really like his, his transition and his, um, how he goes from, like really cocky in the in the first couple movies to he has like humbling experiences in Ragnarok to like in you know in in Endgame he's like the like fat Thor you know everybody loves that but it's 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 more than more than that right is cuz in the end he knows exactly who he is he lives up to his expectations what's expected of him of his group of his ancestors, uh, of himself, you know, and he just looks freaking sweet. I like, yeah. So, but Captain America is great. He's kind of classic. He's like that classic principled leader. So, I like him better in his own movies than in like the Avengers stuff. Like, I think Winter Soldier is probably like my favorite Marvel show. Just like so crazy anyway sorry sorry man i could talk about that forever <laughs> but there's a reason that stuff connects with us 
you know like marvel like dude every single one of those shows is exactly the same like plot plot it's all the same plot like it's all the same stuff like they're almost they're like cheap like churn out films they're high budget so they don't look cheap but honestly plot it's so cheap like it's such a difference like you go and watch like a like a great film you know like an old epic like um she's like fiddler on the roof or i mean these are musicals but like the sound of music or lord of the rings you know like they're like complex and the 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 character film is so massive but we love superheroes we just love them why Why do, why do you think? I'm curious to hear your thoughts first. I, I have thoughts, but... i put you on the spot for a second. I've been thinking about that today. I think it's because... Maybe some of it is escaping reality. Hmm. Being in the fictitious world and stepping back from responsibility. I think another part of it is recognition for personal potential. Maybe seeing... Hmm what one person can do to impact a community, right? Yeah. New York city with the Avengers. Uh, for me with Iron Man, it's like, okay, yeah, this guy's a twerp, but he can do a whole lot of good while he's still being a twerp. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be perfect to make a difference. Uh, yeah. Recognition for potential. Yeah. You know, I think, it's it's clear to me that we respect power um because like thanos is cool man like he's so powerful and i think we just have like this almost this natural reverence for power um i think that's part of why superheroes appeal to us as well because like there's there's a, there's very little weakness there, like physical weakness. You know, everyone has their own mental weakness, but they're appealing to us because they're physically powerful. But I think it's even deeper than that. Um, we've always told stories as like humans have always told stories. You know, we're we're storytellers, um, and I think that to a degree, film takes that. Well, I know that to a degree film takes that too far, right? Because instead of us telling the verbal stories or writing stories about great men, be they fictitious or real, to inspire great acts by, you know, like I think about, you know, maybe like a tribe tells a story of an ancestor who did something, did something amazing. Well, that inspires the members of the tribe to be courageous, to fight fight with strength um and i think that's part of why we like it but there's also a danger to that because there's some some people men men in specifically not because it not that it doesn't happen to women but i'm just talking about guys we'd rather watch iron man blast bad guys than go and fight, fight our own battles it turns into pornography instead of like inspiration yeah so that goes back to a couple weeks where you were talking about how video games can take place of those responsibilities that we should be fulfilling in the real world like you go to world of mm -hmm. warcraft or call of duty and those are your manly duties to 
protect people, uh, to have honor, you could even say. So interesting. You know, you can kind of live uh, vicariously through through movies in a way, so that could be negative. Yeah. There's also lots of positives too. If that inspires you, that's that's positive. I'm realizing more and more there's I think there's really a negative and a positive to everything. Oh yeah. Literally everything. Hmm. Tell me about that, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh everything in moderation. I mean we've probably heard that. So on a side note. Cliches bug me but I'm starting to realize that they are so accurate. Hmm. <laughs> Those cliche phrases. Yeah. Stereotypes is similar in a different conversation on that later, but uh, moderation is key. Man, what a true statement, right? If I, I love reading, if I'm reading all day, dude, I'm going to learn some great stuff, but I'm going to be useless. <laughs> yeah. Anything to show for it if I don't go and apply it. Same thing with movies. You know, if you're sitting watching movies the entire day, you're going to know a lot about the MCU, but you're not going to be able to contribute much to anybody. Yeah. So being able to be diversified in your activities, but recognizing that there has to be a balance in all that you do. Yeah. I would say that's probably one of life's greatest battles is being able to find that balance and a way to, I guess, manage that as having people around you that help you see what you want to become. Having a vision, yeah. yeah, and action. Action is huge. You can you take the books you want, but if you don't do anything about it, it, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like it really is that integration. Like if you're learning something, then you integrate it right away. Right, that's where where growth really happens. We we talked like so much about growth, but yeah, you can't just read, you can't just watch, you can't just listen. Sometimes, man, I get overwhelmed. I've actually really, I prefer reading over audiobooks because I can like control the flow of information and in a way that isn't annoying, like turning it to, you know, 0.5 times speed. That bugged me, you know, but I can just read it for a little bit and then be like, all right, cool. I'm going to process that, you know, try to integrate it. Some, yeah, something I've started doing recently because I, I'm the same way. I much prefer reading books. But audiobooks, I've been starting to listen to them at faster speeds and then mm-hmm. pausing every few minutes or so. I mean, okay, what did I yeah. just learn? Reciting it back to myself, which helps at the, the retention. Yeah. Because it, it's really inconvenient. They got to make an app or, uh, an app, make an app for that. Make a feature on Spotify. Man, I'm saying all kinds of things. <laughs> make a feature for Audible or YouTube where you can like, hey, voice record the last 10 seconds and make a note. Like transcribe that that would be so useful yeah it's oh a, dude that would be cool yeah in a world of convenience great convenience you have to take your phone out pause it rewind it write it down <laughs> yeah yeah that's true hmm. so, yeah man i just have to have to contact good old jeff and talk to him about that i was i think he i don't know if he's even doing amazon i think he's doing his, his spaceship stuff now which is freaking cool, but yeah. Well, dude, um, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, like listening to something really fast. It just depends on like, like I would think it depends on how much you value 
the information, right? Because there is, there's been some books that I've been, I, I want to just speed through this because I want to just pick up a few little nuggets here and there. There are other writers where I'm like, I know every page is going to be lined with like beautiful things. Like I'd never listen to 12 rules for life on, on two times speed. Like you can hardly understand one page, you know, like it's just so rich. Whereas, I mean, gosh, man, there are some guys out there who that could have been a blog post. That whole book could have been a blog post and just speed through that, you know, like a lot of, a lot of guys in the self-help space, personal development space, they are just trying to fluff stuff up. Their book's just a way to get more traffic to their website, get someone to join their coaching program. Not, I'm not saying any of that's bad, right? But those are the kind of things you can just blaze through. So, Yeah, I agree. There's not really much else that you can find out there that hasn't been taught. It's just how you package it. Yeah. You can package it very effectively in different ways to get it across. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people abuse that to make a book. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about the podcasting format. You know, I, I've thought about doing this for so long. I'm really glad that we're finally doing it because it's it's so conversational. You know, like it's it's pretty real. Like it's really hard to start a podcast to like to just like screw people over because it's too much of a time commitment. You know, like really is. So anyway, good point. Well, to wrap us up, you have any closing thoughts, things that have stuck out to you very profound this week? No, man, I, I think we've had a real good conversation and been nice and short. Nice and so thanks for thanks for sharing your thoughts with me. Do you got anything else you wanna mention? Last quote from a again, Jordan Peterson. I love this guy. Don't pay attention to anything that isn't directly related to your desired outcome. Hmm. That was one of those where I was like listening on YouTube and double speed. I'm like, oh crap. I'm like running. So I like pause, flip back to 20 seconds, type it down, do it again. Make sure you get it right. Don't pay attention to anything that isn't directly related to your desired outcome. Wow. That is amazing. I'm finding yeah, man, that's... There's a lot of things that I enjoy, but I have to prioritize the things that I enjoy most that I find the most meaning in that make me the best person. Yeah. If you if you don't prioritize, you will be average. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's uh that is really really good stuff. I've actually that reminds me of something, if you don't mind me. Um like this this book I'm reading right now. Uh okay, so I just thought like when you think about this, like part of it, um I think I think this applies to what you're saying. Um don't give attention to to haters you know like there are people who you're never going to convince and why do you even need to try to convince them so just listen to this and this is um this is jack donovan and whatever you guys think of him like it is a great place to just kind of let your mind cultivate i definitely um have to approach all of this like looking at it through the lens of my truth right um but he really presents some interesting ideas so Without further ado, she says the the universalist man, right? Someone who believes in like universal morality must argue with and defend his ideas and actions to everyone, everywhere, because he accepts everyone everywhere as part of his tribe. 
He considers it barbaric to disregard the opinions or interests of anyone anywhere. The Barbarian, and that's the name of his book, Becoming a Barbarian, or like someone who's like outside of the civilization, you know, says the Barbarian refuses to accept everyone everywhere as a member of his tribe. Because he's not blinded by a doctrine of infinite inclusiveness, he recognizes that others have interests and values that are irreconcilable with his own. He's beholden to a limited number of people, to us, and owes no explanation or justification to them. Contemplate the absurdity of a Viking explaining to monks why he is right to attack their monastery, or Attila justifying his attacks on the Roman Empire to anyone but the Huns. Power makes its own argument. So, uh, obviously, you know, that, like, um, to have to, like, filter that, but I've been thinking about that, man, like, there's some people I'm never going to convince, and I really don't need to try, right? Because they, like, the internet has made it interesting that this interesting space where we think these people, like, deserve our response, deserve our explanation. That makes sense for me and you. If you disagree with something, like, that's actually you showing respect to my opinions and me telling you why I believe it. That's like, like we respect each other. You know, we have a relationship. But someone you haven't talked to since high school just up and like says like, oh, no, you're, you're, you're a bigot because you, you believe this. Like, you don't need to prove anything to him. You really don't. So there we go. I love that. Thank you. Long-winded as always, but. Hey, that's a great note to end on. Let's call it. Okay. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next week.